Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Oh, I did it. I finally got my freaking Vespa going, and I'm falling down the Vespa rabbit hole. I, I, I have that, that shopping cart full of stuff I want to get for Vespas, but then I put it all back on treats. Um, I think, I think I'm dumb enough. I kind of want to try, uh, a 50, 50 build with a chow and I want to try to do it as cheap as possible. Cause everybody says like, Oh, you're gonna have to park a lot of money in a Vespa to make them go fast. Like, but I think that's all relative because don't people park a lot of money in like derbies and you know, I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts on that. Um, I'm kind of excited though. I am going to crash a scooter rally this weekend. I somebody kind of half-ass invited me, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to show up." And I think it'll be rad because um, the scooter community in Minneapolis is actually really nice and really friendly, and it's going to be it'll be different. I know how to ride with scooter people. You don't pass. You stay in your lane. Um, just like you do like when you're out of town or whatever but yeah that'll be rad um this week's guest is going to be um an interesting one because it's from i i'm as everybody knows i'm not that new i'm not that seasoned to mopeds and i'm not behind the wall of ma or anything like that and all of a sudden i see all this lslb stuff and i'm like what the hell is lslb i didn't know what the name meant forever and I kind of reached out to those guys and they didn't know me. And like generally has been my instance when people don't know me, they're just kind of, you know, all standoffish. And I totally get that. And I totally respect that. But like I got to meet a couple of guys um, over the 4th of July weekend and we were going to actually try to ride. But then my ass blew up my bike in um, Thomas and Ashley's driveway, which was pretty rad. So, uh, you know, I had that going for me, but I was actually listening back to Moped Monday's episode on uh, the Baker's Dunn finish, and you could actually hear Mars and my this week's guest, Fred, working on a vehicle during about half to three quarters of that uh, podcast, which is kind of hilarious. And I got to chit-chat with Fred a little bit during the Baker's Dozen, but... I'm excited to have him on this week's podcast, and I will have him come on right now. All right, so we're going to bring Fred on. We actually had to do a little pause because Fred is Fred and I, I think, kind of work on the same level. Like, we get something in our head, and we have to kind of do it, and Fred was working on a motorcycle that he was ta- talking about to me in Richmond, Virginia. But I'm going to have uh, Fred come on and introduce himself and his club affiliation where he's at in the world right now. Uh, hello, I'm Fred. Uh, been, I'm in LSLB and uh, from Boston. I don't live in Boston, but uh, that's where my club's located. Where do you uh, live, Fred? I live in uh, Central Mass, like okay. Holliston. Don't, no one's going to know where that is, but that's the spot. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, it's it's a nice spot for like what I like to do because it's about 40 minutes from Boston, Worcester, and uh, oh, I'm getting text messages. Go away. Um, uh, and Providence. So like 
if I want to go to a concert in any of those cities, it's about 40 minutes. So I like that. Dude, that's a real, it sounds like you're in a really good location. Um, for us folks who never knew what LSLB stood for, what does LSLB stand for? Uh, so it's, it stands for the Lincoln street lost boys. Yeah. Which, uh, Lincoln street is the low is the street that, um, my friend's shop is on that, uh, everyone basically used to rent out of just about, uh, and that's where everything kind of like originated. And, uh, the lost boys reference is because like everybody was like kind of nocturnal. So like we go on like late night, like Hellraiser rides and shit, like, you know, like the lost boys, like yeah. the vampires. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was thinking so, maybe it was a reference to that eighties movies. And like, personally, I, I think the, I think you guys have one, one look cooler names of mopeds right now. Just like, yeah. Cause it, it can also right. take on different meanings, but like, it's just a cool sounding name. We, we joke a lot about it actually being uh let's start leaving Boston because there's people moving away. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, it, it, that's, Oh, thank you. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the deal. Uh, it's like, um, sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah. My sister just brought me more tacos. I saw uh, that. Um, we'll kind of get going here, Fred, on uh, this here. I'll do my cheesy. Hold on, everybody. This is kind of a shtick I do. It annoys some people, but whatever. I get my sip of coffee in. Okay. <sighs> and then we're gonna do my normal shtick here on second chance moped podcast we go through people's moped journeys what happened i eat the very first time you can remember seeing a moped to your smile right kind of the beginnings of your moped journey the middle part and what it's like today so fred let me ask you what's your very first memory of a moped not necessarily getting on but like the first time you can remember and identifying that is a moped honestly um so I think it'd be easier just to explain my journey into mopeds because I, I don't know if I had ever actually seen one before I like obtained uh, the ones that I have. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically what happened was uh, I had a coworker who bought one of those like crack bike kits, you know, the, the mm, ones where it's like yes, a bicycle well. and you buy the kit and you build it. As so Travis got... from Travis tutorial says, it's a Chinese clone of a Russian engine from 1930 something. They're a lot of fun. So <laughs> hate all you want, but they're actually great. Uh, you know, it's got like a manual clutch. And uh, I remember, okay. So, so what happened was my coworker bought one of those and I was like, well, that's awesome. I'll get one too. So I built one and it was, it was stupid. I, I like, I built it out of a bicycle. I pulled out of a brook. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I ended up swapping the front ends. So it was like a, a fixed gear bicycle. Or no, no, I had gears, but uh, the front front suspension, it was like a, a mountain bike front end that I like slapped on and it was, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and the thing vibrated so much, it actually destroyed the basket that I put on the back because it was all hard mounted. Beautiful. Uh, but anyways, so I built that and I used to ride with my friend all the time. And he bought a Pook Maxi. And that was probably the first time I ever really interacted or like saw a moped before. Mm -hmm. And what uh, year is this, Fred? Because I'm weird and OCD and maybe on the spectrum. I love timelines. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's. 
Uh, well, I've been in mopeds at least eight or nine years. So, uh, what year is it? Twenty two thousand twenty one. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do math right now. What would that be like? So two thousand eleven. Twelve. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah, something around then, either that or 2010. It was definitely around that era because that was when I was going to my friends. Uh, so my my friend Steve Kalicki, uh, who got most of the mopeds he built stolen in Worcester, but uh, I know it's the worst. Uh, well, the only there's two things I know about Worcester one is that uh, movie about the boxer, um, uh, he was halfway famous Coletti. I don't know. Anyways, like Mark Wahlberg played him. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, that's where Shawn Michaels lost his smile. That's right. I have shitty wrestling references all the time. Um, that's Mm -hmm. all I know about Worcester mass. Um, I think the funniest way, uh, someone from New York has described it when they came to visit, do you know, Besnick is, I know of Besnick. We've yet to really grace each other's presence yet. So Besnick described Worcester as the place all the ugly people go. <laughs> like they just convene there. And it's honestly not that far off. Like, <laughs> uh, I could see, you know, just a little bit I know about Besnick. I could see him saying that just with a straight face. Yeah, he was serious. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's a very mean but like somewhat astute observation because like there's a lot of really weird like ghoulish people that just like wander around Worcester uh so I went to a house show once and uh I was on the street trying to find parking and this lady came up and was like are you a cop and then just immediately tried to get in my truck and then started screaming at herself and it's like shit makes me so happy yeah it's an odd place uh well as soon as like you think your city's starting to clean up a little bit like i was i had to drive like an hour to our other plant today at work and i had to kind of take a weird way because they're tearing up the highway i see at the stoplight in st paul somebody like in their car just smoking meth i'm like huh okay so you know we still have our edge we got that going for us um yeah i don't know if i've ever seen someone smoke meth not, not trying to, but it's just like, just occurred to me. Yeah. Well, dude, you're not missing out. Like, granted, I've never been that cool enough to fall in that trap. I've, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, um, back to you and your story. How, do, how does well, that doesn't make you cool? That's, no, that's outrageous. I'm, I, I'm being, I got stuck in a tour bus with a band that was smoking meth the whole fucking ride. It was really awesome. Ooh. Yeah. It was fucking, okay. yeah. But so, uh, uh, back to your moped story. So you have that mountain there. bike with the with the crack kid on it, basically. Turn yep. it all back. Yeah. Okay. So, so what happened was is uh, uh, he got a he got a maxi, and we used to ride all the time. Like every night, we'd go out and we just ride around my neighborhoods, and like it was a lot of fun. And uh, another one of my friends was like really into or one of his friends was really into mopeds. So we all started hanging out and we actually started a moped gang called the PB blasters. I don't hate it. Uh, That's a decent yeah. name. 
every, everybody starts like a dumb moped gang when they first start out. Like if you have a couple of friends, it happens. And you always yeah. have a really dumb name. That's that's the one we came up with. I've been kicking anyway. around a moped gang uh, called the Lone Rangers, where it can only be one member of that of the moped gang in the club per town. And they're, every night is a ride night just in different towns. And we can never be at the same rallies. We can never, like, we can never hang out with each other if we're in the Lone Rangers. That sounds sad. <laughs> I was watching Airheads the other night, and that's where it came from. So I was like. I love that movie. Yeah, that's, movie. that's what I was like, dude, I fucking love that. I Like, I just start, I and I, I just, my stoner mentality kicked back in, and I'm just thinking of all these ideas, and, like, I threw it out to a few buddies and like one buddy came up with the like ride night every night of the week, but only one person can ride. It just, we're just fucking geeking out back and forth all, all night with that shit. Um, I wish I could think of other great Lone Rangers name. ideas. Well, you have to get the back tattoo that he had with the Grim yeah. Reaper. He's like, you know, the Reaper's always on your back, you know, like. <laughs> That could be our our shitty. No, we could go after like the Reaper thing from Sons of Anarchy. Just straight oh, up shitty yeah. rip off. Like, <laughs> do they actually show the tattoo in the movie? I think they do. It'd be fun to make a back patch of that, dude. That I fucking would. Yeah, like do it bad and place it in the same spot, like on the on the vest. Yes, and, like... dude. Fuck, you got more <laughs> ideas. Anyways, so you get the PB blasters. You got that going. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Are you still so, rocking that like tense that mountain bike deal? Are you actually have yes. you bought no moped so, yet? So so hold on. Uh, all right. So here's how that all played out. Uh, I went to. Do you know who the Metal Ponies are? Or is that I've heard of the Metal Ponies. They're old Boston club, aren't they? Providence. Sorry. But yes, Providence. Uh, <laughs> I got, Providence, I got the Island. look. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they were uh, they were great. You know, they were like a little no nonsense, but they were so much fun because like they would like make the shit happen, and then like you didn't have any responsibility, so you could just like cause trouble with their stuff, and they would get super mad and made it kind of like more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I miss all of them actually. I really wish all of them still rode. But uh, anyways uh they they were doing this annual ride they do that's like 50 or 60 miles uh from providence to the middle of nowhere it's all scenic roads mm-hmm. and we ride to like this turkey farm with like a maze and get sandwiches and then we ride back dude that's rad yeah uh i was actually toying with bringing back that ride i should do that but uh anyways um so i took my crack bike on that just because I knew they'd hate it. Like, because they kind of like gave me the lowdown. They're like, oh, yeah, they're moped people. But they're yeah. like, you know, they like don't like shitty bikes like the one I had. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool, bring it. And uh, and nobody liked that. And <laughs> so I did that. And uh, it was really funny. Like, uh, the way I had it geared, we hit the first hill. And I literally just like slowly pedaled up and passed everyone on it. <laughs> and uh a lot of people didn't like that. I got some very mean looks, but uh, <laughs> so I rode that thing the whole, the whole ride. And on the way back, uh, it just like fell apart. I, yeah. I, 
I I'm think... sitting here really impressed that it made 50 miles. Like I'm really impressed. Oh, oh no. I used to ride that thing like, like 10, 15 miles a night for like weeks, you know, wow. like I put some miles on that thing before. And I don't even think it seized. I just never bothered taking it apart. Cause it was like, <laughs> uh, uh, right around. Okay. So I should finish telling there, there's like a progression. So what happened was, is, uh, I, I broke it on the ride, got in the chase, and uh, you know it was a great time. And then uh, we started hanging out with the guy. Me and me and Steve used to, uh, or went over the guy's uh, workshop who he he sold the the maxi to him. Mm-hmm. So this guy uh, Ryan, I can't recall his last name currently, but uh, he he built guitars. Awesome. And uh, he just would smoke a lot of weed and uh he was great anyways uh he had this track uh the the step through i don't remember what it's called i think it's olympia okay i think uh, i want to agree with you but that's and just like i think that almost sounds right but i could be totally wrong as well i don't remember it's still my shit i still have it um so he he got that as like a barn find and uh unseized it and to this day uh it just starts up on old gas nice (laughs) it's like the it's like this like weird cursed gross bike like i have a fuel filter on it and like literally it looks like it's full of mud Mm -hmm. and uh i know that thing needs a carb clean right now but it was like like so he gave me that bike and uh i i was riding that for a while and then i bought a motobicane because i was like really like oh man i love the way they look and like mm-hmm. you know i had i had a stock 50 i i i so i got a stock 50 v all black i have it still but it's uh uh i got it for 280 nice, and dude. uh it did like a solid 35 and yeah. uh it was just a delight you know it's like yeah. one of my favorite stock bikes like you just the only thing that sucks is is like because i was new to mopeds like pretty much anything i did do it made it worse yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like i just picked one up dude i got that one from the zeros last weekend mm-hmm. uh, i won their raffle bike and like i dig it but it's just like i'm never gonna do anything with it and i think i'm gonna push it already like just send it down the road because i i don't have enough room in my shop i mm-hmm don't want to of all platform new platforms to start i don't want to start learning motobicanes right now like i just there there isn't that much to learn honestly they're great yeah like if you keep them stock they're a delight exactly and that, that's a problem i can't keep bikes stock really uh, I gotta fuck with them dude like that's my yeah, problem yeah i mean i get it i do it too but like i really like to have like a keep it humble bike mm-hmm. it's like bone stock all it does is run and then you got your like your your dumb fast bike you know i just bought back a keep it like a humble bike but like it's mm-hmm. everything i hate about mopeds it's cafe barred uh, uh it's chop seat but it's stock like i've owned this bike now um, three different times oh all right yeah i love that <laughs> cockroach bikes they're just like yeah it keeps coming back keep coming to back. me back yeah yeah, yeah. And I think, I think this time it might leave, but who knows? Like we'll, we'll, it'll sit in the corner of my garage for like a month or two and then I'll do something with it. But, um, 
to Motobikin. Sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, so I bought that and I was like all excited to like work on it and like basically as far so so here's what happened. I was like shopping for kits and like doing research and then 2 weeks later a $150 Poop Cobra came up for sale. Oh wow. And I scored it. Yeah. I was the first I was the first email. I had to drive an hour and a half for it and he said he got 50 or 60 emails like yeah. just like harassing him. He was like, "Are you on your way?" and I was like, "Yes, I am." So I got this a Craigslist find or yes. Okay. Yes. So like I got a $150 Cobra and then that became like, it was in a box too. Like you couldn't get it running and it was hilarious, dude. Like he was like, yeah, I got a new switch for it. And it's just like, doesn't have spark. So I get home and I clean the points and it runs, but it's like, uh, it sounds like someone's shaking a coffee can. It's like, it was like Mm -hmm. totally worn out. Mm -hmm. Uh, like piston slap somebody somebody rode that thing until it was just junk yeah like it had like two thousand miles on it or something yeah pretty good for a moped but like um yeah so probably i probably forgot that. to put oil in it once or twice you know oh the whole yeah deal. definitely yep yep anyways uh so i got that and just got it running and then immediately took it apart mm-hmm. and my first build was a board out bing to 16.66 millimeters <laughs> the 66 was very important yes uh it was just it just happened to be the drill but i had and also you know it's like six, the six, cool six. number or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. uh anyway so I, I did that and uh it was a huge mistake because the 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 bit i used was like dull so it made all these horrible burrs and it took forever to like polish it all and make it like work properly again Mm -hmm. but uh that carb worked awesome actually uh it just was a pain in the ass to get get it right and then um do you have do you fuck with pooks no like i know what i do this is what i do with pooks i stumble upon them cheap and then they'll sit in the corner of my garage for two weeks and then i look at them and i'm like i'll get them running and then i call Mm. who i've dubbed hoarder eric like and and i'll be like eric do you want to buy a pook and i'll make a 100 bucks off it for doing two minutes worth of work and eric will buy it and then do three minutes worth of work and he'll sell it and make a couple hundred bucks like that's my that's my pook experience right there okay so so here's a cool little guru secret that uh was taught to me uh if you if you bore out a bang um the problem with them after you do that, because you can make any bang a 15 or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, is there's a breather hole uh, to like equalize the, uh, the, like the float. Okay. It, it, it allows it uh, gas to come in at a certain speed. Uh, you know, like there, there's a, just a vent hole. And mm-hmm. anyways, uh, if you don't drill that out after you bore it out, it'll suck the bowl drop. Ah, so you you drill that hole out like a little bigger than it is, and it works like a fifteen or whatever size yep. uh, you drill it out to, and uh, it's a it's a free carburetor, like it's a free upgrade. Yeah, like you literally need a drill, like a half inch drill bit, and like I think it's an eighth inch you want, or like mm-hmm. a little bigger than that. You just go up a little bit, and it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, my friend, and to me that makes total sense. Like you change one thing, you have to change the other. 
yeah it's one of those things when you start out it's like oh you can do this but like i don't think the tutorials on the internet mention that they like tell you you can drill it out but it's like you know they yeah. don't they don't know to do that or they don't share it mm -hmm. but uh my friend actually rode from boston it's an hour ride on a moped mm -hmm. he rode it here holding down the black button to hold the float down so it would build <laughs> fast enough and uh we popped it up and i did that and he rode home like it was perfectly working carburetor that's awesome i was like oh i i got you i can show you how to fix this and it, i don't know it, it's it's a free upgrade you know yeah. like you could take you could take any uh you know you got, obviously you gotta draw up the intake too but like i don't know i i've always been really into the like the making parts and stuff i like yep. that shit um but uh what was that oh so my first build was uh a 16.66 millimeter carburetor uh an estrel and uh metro 65 and uh that kit is great uh but it was one of the you know the like old ones with the cast studs that just pull out mm -hmm. i never got that thing to seal right it was just a nightmare yeah, uh, I wish I hadn't stuck with it, but like I was like dead set on running it because like it is a great kit. Uh, but uh, I never seized it. It just was always really fussy because it was like you know leaking and shit. Yeah, it and, just felt flat all the time. Um, I just never really got it dialed in because I was tuning around air leaks and I didn't understand. Yeah. Um, I mean, having junk studs that are pulling out will do that. So yeah, yeah. You know, Plus that thing has that like weird spacer. So you've got like a whole extra piece of material to like get it to be the right uh, like uh, timing, port timing. Because mm -hmm. those need a, I think it's a three millimeter spacer. And it's just like, you know, it, it's like when you like stack the gaskets and shit for reeds, like it never seals as good as like, like the stock one. It's just like a piece of rubber. You, you yeah. Know, as soon as you start stacking things, it, it doesn't yep. seal as good usually. Everything I never flat. like, for reed blocks like if it's a v-force like i'll put a you know gasket mm -hmm. reed block gasket but like i'll never put gasket on tap of gasket like i just to no me, no that's the devil right there like i just can't do yeah, it yeah no that's a bad idea you should if you were gonna have to do that you should do a thicker gasket this yeah. is like what i'm talking about is actually a piece of aluminum yeah, you're putting your shim in. You put your gasket down. Yeah, there's a shim, shim and then you got to run a gasket. base gasket. It's like, eh, it's no good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had that, and it was great. It would do like 45 or whatever. But like, um, so my but that's progression... dude, that's hauling, especially like how many years ago. Yeah, yeah, I mm -hmm. was pretty proud of that. But uh, so I was doing clutch tuning, and I had made my own clutch puller. And um, <laughs> I I had tapered a bolt and it actually split the crank on my Rito crank. Nice. And uh, I had bought because you couldn't buy Metro 80s at the time; they were like just gone. Mm -hmm. um, they came back. I think you can still get them now, but at the time, like they weren't possible to buy. And my friend, uh, uh, one of the metal ponies, was parting out his motor. Uh, well, not parting. He's trying to sell it as a unit. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up buying that from him just because I wanted the the cylinder, mm -hmm. and I can I can weld and machine. So I was like kind of excited to like add material to cases, which uh, I've actually done a bunch of those. I'm like the 
a large source for like uh the boston area for any type of like overbore kits because like okay. i do that uh i don't like doing it anymore because welding uh 30 year old aluminum that's been basting in oil its whole life sucks like it's just <laughs> you like I'll be like, yeah, I want 150 bucks to add material and machine it. And they're like, that's too much. And it's like, okay, go somewhere else. Yeah, like, that's, I, I feel you, brother. Like there's people ask me to do stuff and like, I'll give them the, I don't want to do it price. And that's what you're basically giving them right there. That's a, I'll do it for this much, but I don't want to no, do no. it. No, no, that's a reasonable price though. Because yeah. like you're, you're, you got to weld it machine mm-hmm. it flat and then bore it it's three processes and they're all like the the machine if, if like the and the material was added i would do it for way less but like the combination of all three and i usually sell them on going to um m7 studs because like while i have it all squared up i can do like a really nice job boring and tapping every or drilling and tapping to uh m7 so mm-hmm. like i'll do that while i'm in there if they want it but like you know it's it's a good deal because like if you go to any shop the shop minimum is a hundred dollars and they're not going to weld stuff for you so you're you're going to have to find a welder that'll weld the cases and not ruin them and then bring it to a machine shop have them machine it and the minimum is a hundred dollars like you're not you're 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 in it for like and if if the welder has a minimum of a hundred dollars you're in it for 200 Mm -hmm. so i'm already cheaper yeah and it's like but dude moped people are for the most part cheap yeah, and they, they don't are. like and it is what it is i <laughs> i it's one of those things where like it just that was that was like the the i and like honestly like i think the way i was doing that i wasn't really making like it wasn't like i was trying to get rich off of it but no. i was trying to like at least feel like i wasn't wasting my time you know because mm-hmm. like if i I don't know. My, my my time's becoming much more valuable as I get older. Oh. I'm not willing to like work for Pete for free or like, you know, give someone a deal. I mean, I will, but it's like, no, it's, I, I, Fred, you're the criteria. Uh, we're on the same page. Like the criteria is getting different. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, anyways. Uh, so I, I bought that motor from him and I ended up, I ended up just unbolting my motor because I wanted to go on a ride and uh, I I like machined a flange for a Simonini pipe because the I bought it really cheap and it was like junk. Yeah. Uh, so I made a new flange for it that was like three eighths because I didn't want it to warp. Yeah. Because yeah. you know the you, you know the have you seen those that well, they're like, made what? out of like sheet metal. Well, if there anything, I I think I know what you're talking about the Simonini, but I know for like the promos for Hobbits, dude, those things are just like the metal after you bolt it down once or twice, they just bend like butter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's same same shit. It's like it was just way too thin. So I made I made this like really nice flange, and I bolted it up, and the pipe just hit way too high. Like that pipe hit at like forty miles an hour, <laughs> and then. And then what would happen is, is the bike just turned into this like bomb, you know, it would yeah. just keep pulling and pulling and pulling. And you're just like, is it, is it gonna, is it gonna seize? Is it, you know, and like, uh, I remember drag racing, uh, handsome Dan. Oh, I got that, that motor from, uh, John Aslan. You probably don't know who that is, but like some old, old head moped people may be like, hell yeah, that guy, he's a metal pony, uh, 
he was a very good guy. He, he, uh, he's got like kids and rides a ninja now. I don't really see him very often. Yeah. But... He's not a good guy anymore is what we're saying. No, he's fantastic. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah. So I got that motor from him and it, like people were really excited that I got it instead of someone else. Cause they were worried about them, like someone wrecking the motor. And like, I remember, uh, just like, that was my first 60 mile an hour moped. Mm-hmm. Um, it went through a couple different iterations, but like it was a poop Cobra. Oh, I have to send you pictures. I actually cut the whole head tube off of that. And I welded the head tube off of a KX 80 onto it. Oh, and wow. Like gusseted it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted like forks with a disc brake and mm-hmm. I wanted cone bearings. I didn't want the shitty moped uh bearings for like the head tube so like and i just happened upon a whole front end at the junkyard uh someone had cut it in half and um (laughs) i i got the whole front end off of it with the piece of that frame Mm -hmm. and i paid scrap price for it like i just put it in my truck and they were like yeah whatever take it and awesome dude uh it all worked like it had a rolling tire on it everything and oh that's uh, fucking rad that's actually my race number. I've been racing under the number that I got on that front end. Uh, it's three, seven, seven. It's like, I don't know. It, yeah. It, it, it came to me. It was like, it's my number, you know? Yeah, dude. Rock and roll. Um, but uh, yeah, like I did that and uh, I rebuilt it and I ended up machining my own set of cases finally at one point and like shimmed it and that bike, I remember passing a Derby Senda on it and him being like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That's, that's uh, always rad when you have um, a moped and you're just rolling by shifties. Like, yo, I, I bust a lot of balls around here about shifty fifties, but like, and dude, why? if you could ride, because it's funny because people get upset. It doesn't okay. matter what just you ride. Just yeah. like, and people get worked up. It's like, dude, I don't care what you ride. It's fucking like I remember the first time I passed a shifty this spring, like on my Hobbit, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, this this is this is fun." Like, it's but it's whatever you want to ride, dude. Like, if you want to ride a yeah. scooter, fucking ride a scooter. That's rad. Yeah, my uh, the Hobbit that I'm rebuilding right now, uh, I used to dust Groms on it all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember you don't know Doug Rhodes, but uh, he's another guy from LSLB. We were riding in Maine in a, at Acadia, mm-hmm. which um, if you haven't been, it is probably the best, in my opinion, one of the best rallies every year, just because of how beautiful the area is. It's like, mm-hmm. it's far. It's like in the absolute middle of nowhere, Maine. It's like five hours from Boston mm-hmm. and uh, it is 100% worth the drive. But uh, like we ride up Cadillac mountain and like, just go get seafood and it's a great time. But, uh, anyways, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. So I was like kind of racing his Grom and, uh, he like, he like leans over. He's like, you're going 65 miles an hour. Jesus. Yeah, and, dude. And, uh, you know, it, it's like funny. Cause I don't know. I, I had never really tried to clock that bike. And, um, it was, that was like the first time I like really got to like, uh fully top that bike out because like 
there's open roads but like people in massachusetts drive kind of crazy so like you don't mm -hmm. really want to like do that too much yeah and like this area of maine there's this loop road uh where there's it's one-way traffic mm -hmm. and it, it's not policed so like we speed on it it's so much fun yeah but uh that was like where i got to finally like max that bike out or whatever yeah and, really uh, open her up yep uh but it was cool like to have a grom clock me going like 65 or whatever <laughs> assuming his, his gps was accurate i don't know i don't want to dude anything over 60 on a moped is fucking hauling the mail it's just yeah. hauling like yeah that's all I'll say yeah i mean that. that's that's what we were doing uh consistently on bakers too like we built that bike and uh basically like every time we checked glimpse it was like 60 to 65 i think i mm -hmm. hit i think it was either me or mars hit 67 at one point wow um and that was a big bike too like we we what what was your baker setup for the folks who didn't know uh what like the whole build or just like yeah. what it was uh so that was a polini kit I want to say it was a Polini kit with um, 21 PHBG and the MLM um, side bleed pipe. I forget what it's called. I, I've never actually played with that pipe, but uh, that's like what every, all my other Hobbit friends swear by. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a Hobbit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hobbit with uh, HPI and like, it's nothing crazy. We just had it like dialed. Yeah. Yeah. If oh, you have not. I was I was running a custom intake I made. Okay. Uh Beforce reads uh you know just like pretty standard go fast bits. Yeah. Uh, you had the right bits that were dialed in that day. Um I mean it, it was like the whole week we were dialed in. That that uh we won by like a lot that year. It was That's like awesome. Like we were do like, so, so you know how it's a, a cumulative ride time. Mm -hmm. Second place had eight more hours than us for ride time. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. So That's we, um, <laughs> we were like rolling in at lunchtime every day and like we had the whole day and everyone else was like having a bad time. It was like, it like almost stopped being fun at one point. Cause we were like winning by a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, like I felt bad. Uh, people were like, like Rigsby broke all of his pipes. I think like I don't I don't know what was going on, but like the vibration was just like destroying the pipes. And uh, mm -hmm. he brought extra motors, and he kept like switching motors and putting the different pipes on, and then like the pipe would just like disintegrate, and nobody had a welder, so it was just like this nightmare. Yeah, that's the clutch move, I think, to bring to Baker's. Like, Angel this year had her welder. Like, I have a little 110 with Holbert. Like, if I ever finish my Baker's build and do it, the, I still plan on doing it this coming year. Like, yeah, I'm bringing that little 110 welder with me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a bad move. Vibration is 100% the enemy on a, on a long ride like that. Like, because it's going to give you all sorts of weird wear and tear. Like, you get to <laughs> rubber mount things and it's a whole process to get a bike like that to not just fall apart yeah but yeah. um but yeah so, back to your journey a little bit we'll go you were 
So I was talking about my Cobra. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me think. Um, Yeah, so I think the last time I rode that was at NOLA. I put too tight a clutch springs in, and it just like, I had just rebuilt it. I, we, we trailered all the bikes down. That was the first like big far away rally that like all of LS, most of LSLB did. We mm-hmm. drove for 32 hours to NOLA with Oof. like a trailer full of bikes. And uh, by the end, by, by the time we got there, we were calling it the fuss bus. Yeah. Um, Cause we didn't stop. We did it straight. So it was just like, I think it was 28 hours there and 32 on the way back. Um, yeah. But like, it it was a long time to be in a van with like six or seven people. Uh, yeah, we were dude. doing like. And you guys are still shifts. a club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we I brought that and uh, it like worked, but the the clutch springs were too tight, and uh, I had just rebuilt it and like it got so hot because it wasn't like engaging fully that it just melted the brand new seals out of it. And I don't think I touched that bike since. Ooh. That's rough. It just um, was like I spent like I don't know. I I'm very meticulous with my builds. I spend like way too much time. Like you know how people will like rebuild in a pook in like a day or two. Mm-hmm. I'll like take it all apart and like clean everything. And it's just like you know I'll like try and future proof stuff and like make things nicer when I can. And like I spent so much time on that just to like immediately melt the fucking seals out of it. And it just like totally made me lose interest in that bike yeah um that sucks um yeah i mean it's there and i i haven't forgotten about it but it's just like i'm sitting on a lot of other projects that i'm much more interested currently so like uh, it just hasn't made it back to my workbench like eventually i'll rebuild that and like get it going again i'm sure i haven't ruined the hammer in it uh, because i had an og (laughs) version two hammer Mm -hmm. but like I'm pretty sure the bells melted because like that thing, it like heat soaked itself because it was making so much heat and not like engaging. And like, really, I should have just fucking set the thing on its side and tried to change the springs, but I didn't bring any springs. And it's like, who's going to, I, I should have asked, but like, it was one of those things where I was like, well, let's see how far it lasts. You know, it's like, it just, it, uh, it's one of those things where you like slap it together for a rally and then it just like sucks and it's too late. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that was, that was 2016. So that bike's been sitting a while now, but like, um, I'm trying to remember what I was fussing with after that. I think that might've been right when I got a Hobbit, my mm-hmm. first Hobbit, which I bought off of someone who bought it off of Benito who is out in Portland now um, or uh, anyways, uh, he, he was like making a business out of like scooping cheap bikes and like fixing them up and selling them. And uh, you know, uh, he, he sold this kid uh, uh, a Hobbit and it, it had a clogged carburetor and just like didn't run right. And it didn't matter what you did to it because it was clogged. Yep. And, I know how to clean a carburetor. I could not get that thing to run right with that. I ended up just throwing out that carb. Well, the thing uh, about Hobbit carbs at this point now, especially OEM ones, just buy that clone one from Treats. They're 20 bucks. And for me, they've worked every time junk. I've used them. I They've worked okay. every time. Well, uh, I will give it a shot. 
for 20 yeah. bucks who cares uh, yeah exactly I, I heard i heard they're no good but that's that's you know that doesn't mean anything you know it, it could just mean they can't handle like i don't, I don't know it's one of those things where like you got to be careful of that because like you know you'll you'll go on someone else's hearsay and like yeah you know it, it's a specific experience and mm -hmm. then like you don't even try something like it's a trap you can get yeah. into that uh but i just put anyways. an 84 jet in them and they're good to go like like proma 84 on a stock cylinder okay. like they work every time and like andy thompson from detroit same he like him and i kind of agree on that wholeheartedly so there's two uh, people well, that almost know what we're doing i'm I'm very flush with moped parts right or with Hobbit parts right now. My friend yeah. just quit Hobbits because he has three Peugeot Foxes. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, he's like, I just don't want them. And uh, <laughs> he owed me three hundred dollars because uh, I I bought so I bought this dirt bike, and uh, I like immediately regretted it because it was just like way more junk than I thought. And then like <laughs> I started pricing out parts, and I was like, it's like a '90s KTM, and like for whatever reason, those are collectible. So yeah. the parts are just outrageous for them. Oh, okay. Like just just like they're expensive anyways because it's KTM. Like for instance, the the crank for my friend's KTM 300 was $600 and I want to mm -hmm. say mine was like 3 and they're essentially the same. So yeah. like you know, you're just paying for a name at that point, but regardless, uh I realized that it was a horrible money pit and it was a bad <laughs> investment. It was like I think I paid two fifty, and I spent fifty dollars in gas. So uh, I was like, gonna just try and sell it at Rama, which is this like motorcycle swap meet where like yeah. people just bring anything Japanese bike related, mm -hmm. and it's it's great. Like the only thing that sucks about that swap meet is when you go, um, people think mopeds are worth a lot at those. Uh, so yeah. like you'll go, and there'll be like a a crusty moped that like needs a ton of love and is like totally just like roached out and they're like yeah it's a, it's worth a thousand dollars and you're like <laughs> okay all right enjoy uh yeah. you know like it needs a thousand dollars worth of work and they're like yeah no this is collector's item it's like eh, no that, there's I, like dude the same syndrome happens here especially like car show swap meets like oh, you'll see yeah. like a pa1 for 500 yep. bucks it's like okay buddy <laughs> enjoy that yeah, yeah. That thing's just that's rad suck. and you look at the flywheel and like the points are corroded it's like yeah mm -hmm. this is rad as fuck yep what was um, i saying oh yeah yeah so so this dirt bike he was like i need it i have to have it and uh so i just like left it at his place he would never let me sell it he never gave me anything for either and he just recently was like I'm gonna give you all my hobbit stuff and then we're square and i was like uh are you sure that's like a very bad deal for you and he's like i just don't want this piece he just wanted to be like focus on the foxes because he's like he's mr fox man now it's crazy yeah. he's like he's building two foxes that are gonna be like probably the fastest bikes in in boston <laughs> nice dude like and i yeah foxes are a pretty rad bike anyway so that'd be interesting yeah. to see that build yeah, he's he well, he's got two uh that are like pretty solid and there's another one he's just turning into a dirt bike. Um, <laughs> That'd be an interesting. I'd like to see pics of that when it's done. 
there's actually like groups of people that turn them into dirt they, like they they dirt bike them mm-hmm. and then they use them as dirt heads and there's like youtube videos from like i don't know where but uh he he sent me this whole series where they were like people just like just absolutely beating the shit out of those boxes um and riding them like dirt bikes and they're all set up like that with like a front end swap and everything that's nuts dude like it that that's rad that they do that like the the thing that i still don't get is when people take the tx the tomos tx50 and they Mm -hmm. dirt pet it they just make it longer it's like i don't know they're pretty fun just the way they are why are you and i've done that i've welded up some swing arms for some people but it's like just leave it alone you know it's pretty fun the way they are but whatever I mean, that's pretty much about as moped as it gets is not leaving it alone. You said it yourself, you can't. Like, yeah. Who's to say what inspires people? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, if you want to, uh, like I said earlier, if you, you ride whatever you want, dude, it's fucking rad. Um, you, you talked about some of the bikes you had early on going on. How and how did you start hanging out with the guys in LSLB and were they already kind of forming something when you started hanging around? Oh, so uh, actually, okay. So here's a history lesson in, in mopeds in Boston. Uh, there was a there was a moped official gang called um, the Kilohertz. Okay. And uh, members of that got kind of like fed up with how everything was run, and they decided to just like scuttle the club. Mm-hmm. You know, they like kind of took it over and were like. Kilohertz is dead and they formed this thing called the uglies now the uglies was around until like i want to say 20 2015 mm-hmm. um they were like uh, so i i hung out with them all the time and i never like i never got the tattoo so i never was like officially in that gang but like there was a point where i had a patch that someone had given me and I was like wearing it, but like I don't. They had this dumb fucking rule where like if you wanted to be in the club, they had to ask you, and when they ask you, you had to say no. <laughs> that was a rule to get into the uglies. You didn't, you couldn't want to be in the uglies. Oh, so they're the ultimate cool kids club. They were they were going for this like no structure thing, and like I don't know the not to get like too drama related but like the the guy who was the captain of the uglies kind of like fell into some bad drugs and just like he he just like turned into a piece of shit like yeah there was a there was a time where we were like renting a garage in boston and it was really cool for me because i live an hour away and like knowing i had a spot with a couch and somewhere to keep my moped there so i could just drive in not to load anything Yep. Um, really made it a lot more accessible for me. So I started renting there and uh, he was kind of like dealing with the landlord for us and uh, comes to turn out one day that he's just like, the landlord's like, yeah, you have to get out. Like you haven't paid rent in four months. And it turns yeah. out he was collecting the rent, uh, the, the rent and just buying drugs with it. Yeah, that sounds about right for heavy drug use. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I'm not naming names, but, but anyways, uh, the 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 people who were in the uglies and people like in the scene were like fed up with all of that mm-hmm. and that's 
where LSLB came from because um, they, it was it was Lou, Andy, and, and Michael Valley were all renting at Pike, and uh, they made a list of people they wanted to be in the gang, and they were like, "We're starting a new moped gang. The Uglies are dead mm-hmm. to us, anyways." And it's yeah. like, you know, uh, breaking off, starting like, their own thing. Well, it, well, it was like the options were like, you know fight with the the captain and like get it get, like take this thing over but like you know it, it just like wasn't worth it it was easier to just like step back and let it just because it just like disintegrated like they stopped being a gang after that mm-hmm. like they stopped do they didn't host rides anymore like we were the lifeblood of that club anyway so like when we when we backed out it was just like they they were like we never really it just kind of ended it fizzled uh, out once the heart left yeah 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 any anyways uh so that puts us right around like 2015, 2016. And um, I'm, I'm like roughly based off, that's off of memory. I'm not positive on that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah probably 2015, because I want to say we started doing some like heavy, like far away rallies, like 2016. I, it was either the year before or it was around that time. Anyways, um, that that's like how it all like that's kind of where LSLB came from is like we were just kind of like done with how the uglies were running and how it was going and just like we we needed to just do our own thing that was and and like the uglies was like super against structure and uh, LSLB uh, was kind of trying to be the opposite like we came up with some rules that we all agreed on and like you know um, it, it was definitely like uh it, it's great i don't know i i love all those guys um uh but anyways uh i'm not sure what my point is i'm losing my train of thought lslb um, was forming you started to get some structure like and i and i from an outsider's perspective like you have to have some structure to any gang club whatever in life because absolutely. if you don't have some it's not gonna last yeah i mean lo and behold the uglies well, the uglies lasted a while, but um, like, I mean, I don't know. The problem is like right around that same time, uh, Lucky Two Strokes went under. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are familiar with them, but that was like the Boston moped shop and it was run by people from the uglies and uh, like basically they bulldozed the building and turned it into penthouses and it was just not affordable to run the business anywhere else. They just became basically a competitor for treats and treats eventually just bought their stock and was like yeah whatever go away yeah <laughs> um, um it'll happen it does happen but you know um that's kind of like the progression of things and now like i don't know um so so yeah that that's kind of how the gangs went about and like llsob is prominent we're not really hosting the weekly rise right now. We're kind of so like, there's this guy, Dave Seeley, and mm-hmm. he he's retired and he absolutely loves planning the rides. So we're just letting him do it because he's great at it. And it's just <laughs> like, he's retired. He's got plenty of time to plan the rides and like, think about it. And it's like, it's kind of great to just not have any responsibility as far as like making it happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we just kind of like let him have it. And it, it, it's, it's been great. Like he, he's always coming up with cool ideas for rides and stuff. And, you know, he, he's like 
pretty good shit. Like he'll he'll do this thing where he's like, we'll we'll be like, oh, Dave, we're we're having a rally, and he's like, cool. Um, what day do you want me to cater for you? Because he oh, like wow. he he likes to cook and uh, nice, dude. He he works for like a cafeteria, mm-hmm. and what he'll do is. I don't know if he gets a discount or what, but he'll just like show up with a shitload of food and just feed everyone. Like he'll be like, yeah, this day I'm catering the event. Like I'm doing lunch and dinner or whatever. And uh, it's crazy. He just shows up with this huge cooler full of food and just like, like bangs out these really delicious meals just made out of like, you know, like what's, what are we cooking on? Is it great? It's perfect. And yeah. You know, is, is it like a high school he caters for or like cooks for like comes there with some shrimp poppers or some shit like that? It's like Boston College. So it's like pretty oh, good food. So it's some damn good food then probably. Yeah. 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 Um, that's that's fucking it's always good to have a good food hookup with that. Um, Dude, yeah, he he's he's been such a good like. He's been such a great person to have in the community because he's just like. So willing to give and mm-hmm. uh is actually really interesting because we had some friction recently because there's a lot of trans members that are riding with us now mm-hmm. and uh they were not comfortable with the pro he's like very republican mm. and we had to like debate whether or not we wanted to like police what people wore and like i was very for making this safe like like trying to make it feel safer for these people because like like all Dave has to do is not wear that t-shirt that makes yep. them uncomfortable. It doesn't matter why we're not trying to silence them. It's yep. just that like, it makes them uncomfortable. And I, I forget yep. what the, the shirt even said. I forget if it was like a pro gun shirt or if it was like a blue lives, whatever shirt, but yep. like he, he got really mad about that. And like, I don't know. I just, I, I'm glad we held our ground on it. And he ended up coming around and being like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'll just not wear the shirt. Fine. And, uh, you know, it, it's just like, I think it was a good thing because like, I think it's important. I like, I want mopeds to be a safe space for people. Exactly. Uh, except for like shitty people, like, like, uh, Nazis. You know, like, Nazis. Absolutely. Yeah. No Nazis. And, uh, you know, just like, uh, we actually banned someone recently because they were catcalling people on rides. Oh, Jesus. Uh, like, and yeah. I'll be the first one to admit, I've been a dumb caveman and I've stuck my foot in my mouth here and there. But, like, let me know and I will apologize every time. Like, uh, so it was, it wasn't, but I don't catcall people. Like, I don't catcall people on rides. I'll, I'll be the... <laughs> that. So, like, it was a combination of things. Like, the dude was riding dangerously Ugh. and, like, you know he just like he almost hit someone and then on top of that he's a cat and we're like no fuck you you're no. just you just can't ride with us anymore yeah, yeah and uh i don't know i think that shit's important like it it's 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 part of like doing the rides is like trying to make it okay for people to feel safe to show up because like yep. i don't know uh i feel like i'm rambling uh, no dude you're doing great i <laughs> dig it um we were talking about mopeds, uh, yeah, we were. like the, <laughs> the bikes that I've built over the years. Uh, I really like innovating parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, 
what I'll do is I'll, I'll find a problem with the bike I have and I'll over-engineer a part to replace and, uh, and then never have to deal with it again. Like <laughs> you should see the intake I built for my race bike. Uh, it was um, the, the, the flange I used for it is like three-eighths and okay. uh, three-eighths three thick steel. Yeah. Uh, and what I did is I welded the whole thing. And when you weld that stuff, it always warps. Yep. So like I welded it. I mean, I guess if you clamp it, it would work, but it's just easier to weld it. And then are you just, making or are you tigging? I tig the whole thing up and then I fly cut it. So it's perfectly flat. Mm-hmm. And it also gives you a nice, like when you fly cut it, it gives it teeth. Yep. Uh, so it like bites a little better. It'll bite the gaskets. So I did that. And uh, for the non, um, fabricators in the audience what is a fly cut so uh i i'm pretty sure i'm 99.8 percent positive i know what you're talking about but like how about for the what it is is uh it's gonna be hard to explain because uh i'm you take a milling machine Mm -hmm. and you put this the fly cutter bit in it you're gonna have to just google that but it's like this this cutter that's that's at like a 45 degree angle or it's at a, it's at a low angle. Like it's not yep. flat out, but it's like sticking down. And uh, it's just got like a point on it that's made out of carbide or like t- uh, tool steel. And it's just spinning really fucking fast. And you just run it across it until it cuts the whole way. And it's flat. That's yep. as flat as it's ever going to get. Yep. And uh, that's what fly cutting is. Yep. That's how you flatten like, gasket sealing surfaces the other thing it does that's really cool though is uh you know it gives it like just a tiny like rough like sharp edge so mm-hmm. when you're when you when you clamp it it kind of bites into the gaskets and it, yep. it'll hold them better it, like, yeah it's still, exactly it's still very flat but it, it's not it's not like polished flat it, it's just got a little bit of uh bite to it and, uh, and here's a little tip for anybody in the moped audience for like your MLM intakes or whatever. This is what I do a lot. But like, I, anyways, I'll get a piece of granite and I'll put mm-hmm. like a chunk of 180, like sandpaper on there. Yep. And I'll just take it back and forth until I take all that powder coating off. You're until supposed it's to do a figure eight. Yep. I'll do yeah, it. I'll do eight. an X pattern, but yeah. Uh, uh, an X pattern is okay. A star pattern is better. So you do you do a plus, and then you turn it ninety, and then you do that again. So you do oh, yeah. diagonals as well. And yeah, I'm I'm turning it every few seconds. Like I'll I'll turn I'll okay. rotate it. I don't keep it just one area. Um. Yeah, you do that either that or a figure eight. But you got to be really careful when you do that type of flattening because if it rocks at all, mm-hmm. you'll end up with it like kind of wallowed on the edges. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um. But, but yeah, that works pretty good. Um, it's just a good low. I figured it was a good, and nobody taught me that. That was just something I figured out because, like, I looked at those things and like, this isn't flat. So that's how I. If you want a low tech no. way and you don't have access to a mill at two in the morning, I didn't want to drive into work. So yeah, uh, the other thing with those too is you have to pressure test them because. Um, a lot of them they just braze together and they don't they don't test them for leaks. Mm-hmm. I've seen brand new ones uh, leak like right out of the box. Yeah. Um, no hate on them. They uh, no. for what they do, it's wonderful. But like 
you know, they can't all be perfect. No. But uh, it just sucks because, like, I've had them, the braise fails, and people are like, can you weld this? And I'm like, uh, I can braise it again. <laughs> and the problem with braise is it's not really great for vibration. No. It's no, not it's an not. ideal process for, uh, for, for the application. You're better off with a weld. But <laughs> it's very hard to weld over braise. You got to kind of get rid of it first. Yeah, I was going to say you got to grind the whole deal out and just kind of start anew. Um, you Which talked sucks. about Baker's Dozen a bit. What You guys did 2019, was it? Or what yep. was your your yep. first year of Baker's? And that was, so the, was our, that the Detroit to Boston one? That was the Detroit to Boston one through Maine, yes. And uh, so Mars did the first one. He was on my team. Uh-huh. Uh, he did the one from, from Maine to Florida. Yep. Like the Route 1 one yeah yeah and uh it was it was him me and and andy leclaire we we did uh bakers and yeah i mean that was a great time uh what did you guys do it on it was a hobbit was another hobbit okay no that was i told you about that earlier Uh, that i thought you were talking about your boston one not the main uh, not the main to key west one Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I wasn't part of that, right? That was Mars did that on a stock Tomos. Oh, okay. And uh, he had a bad time because, <laughs> like, he basically did it alone. Like, he yeah. had a chase, but, like, he was doing, like, nine-hour days, and, like, his riding position wasn't ideal, so he his, like it was, like, throwing his back out. Mm. Um it sounded like it was a really like it sucks because he actually approached me about doing it and to this day i regret uh i regret it because i just started a new job and i didn't think i'd be able to take a week and a half off immediately <laughs> yeah it's kind of a tall ask uh i still work there um, well that's good well so it kind of worked out in the long run for you yeah but it's one of those things where like you can never get that experience back and it, it sucks to think about that um but i don't know i don't know if it was worth quitting a job i i should have i didn't ask though that's the thing that i regret it's not asking because yeah. they could have said no they weren't they wouldn't fire me over that like they would just say no and yeah. uh i just i didn't have the balls to be like hey i really want to do this amazing thing can i take this week off and uh i definitely have a different view of vacation time like they owe me that like it's mm. not like oh you know like please be nice and like give me a vacation it's like no it's part of the job like you work you get vacation time they owe you that like you're not and and like i don't know dude i've got such a great setup with my job because i get like fourth of july i get holiday i work four tens so i get holiday plus a day that's how i'm able to go all over the country all the time people so like i have two days off for any major holiday which is rad that that is uh that sounds glorious yeah yeah but sorry Uh, for interrupting you there um i don't remember what i was saying um baker's dozen you didn't take it off uh yeah yeah i just wish i i wish i'd asked and uh i don't know i did it this time and it was great i i definitely am glad i went we won that was fun did you guys have uh, any major breakdowns or did you just that Pliny kit held strong for you the whole time? 
So the Polina kit held strong. We had a very interesting fail. We had, um, what did we have? Okay, so uh, we had a wrist pin failure. Oh, wow. Um, the, I think that, no, actually, I take that back. I think the wrist pin uh, needle bearing went bad. And the mm -hmm. way it went bad was it, it like must have gotten stuck on something or I don't know what happened, but it actually triangulated the, uh, the wrist pin. So when you're riding the thing, it just made an absolute shitload of noise. And mm -hmm. when we took it out, we were like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is not right. Like, but what we ended up doing was uh, we took the Polini kit and put it on the extra bottom end we had. And we did the whole, like, we just swapped bottom ends. Uh, which is illegal now. They don't let you do that anymore. I think it's because nope. of us. <laughs> uh, we brought a spare rebuilt motor and uh, like no ignition. So we had to retime it and stuff. And it's like, it's a pretty big process to like drop the whole subframe. Like, it's not like we could like hot swap it. We didn't have yeah. a whole nother subframe. We just yeah. had an extra motor that was built. And um, so we swapped that over and ran that Polini the whole rest of the way and it was fine. Wow, that's fucking rad. Uh, the only problem we had was Mars didn't know about the, the timing mark problem with the HPIs. Mm. So it was like timed fucked up because like, I think we were like in a fight at the time. So like we went to get something, we went shopping and like came back and he had like done it all by himself. Oh shit. And, uh, so he just didn't know that you had to like use the timing light to set the timing on those and just gotten lucky the first time around. Yeah um so i had i had i actually have the timing light so i ran out and bought one uh <laughs> the next day because the bike was running weird and we ended up uh just retiming it and then it was fine the whole rest of the way that was like our only we had that and i had to make an uh air filter uh or we had to make an air box out of a out of a uh a, a soda bottle because oh, okay. it was it was pulling water and making the bike run like shit Mm. so what i did is i just like i duct taped a scoop onto the air box uh out of this bottle so that way it would pull from in there and like it would be harder to get water in it okay and it worked fine it run, it ran the rain like that we just had this thing like duct taped on and it, it was just like fine that's fucking great dude um let me ask you this what was your very first rally you ever went to um probably a metal ponies rally i don't remember which year but uh uh definitely a providence rally i okay. remember so i'm trying to think because i don't remember if that was the year i built my rd 400 and wrote it down or if i had done one previously with a regular moped I think no, because I man, my first rally. Um yeah, it's gotta be a Metal Ponies one, but I couldn't tell you what year. Eh, uh, no big deal. They all kind of like mushed together. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you know what it was? It was um it was the Metal Ponies, it got rained out, and that was the year Mars brought a trailer full of uh phones and we smashed them. <laughs> i wasn't friends with mars yet but uh we bonded over smashing phones a little bit and then mars almost got banned because uh they were very unhappy about the phones becoming just trash everywhere 
Yeah. And then Besnick got banned from uh, Providence because he hung Mars's bike from a tree with the phone cords. Oh, shit. And uh, it was over the uh, upstairs neighbor's truck. And that turned into this like whole thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. How do you get uh, banned from a town? Is it just banned from the Metal Ponies events? Or like. They, they were just like, don't come back. <laughs> like we just had enough of you your your problem go away <laughs> and uh he actually loved that and he, he yeah. still came back like he, oh, yeah. he still came to rallies it's just like he's like cool yeah i'm banned now i'm <laughs> <laughs> banned now sweet <laughs> yeah um yeah that's it, it must funny. have it must have been that year because that yeah, that was that was the year I met Ricky too. Uh, the guy who did my tattoo that I showed you, yeah, uh, yeah. that I got yesterday. It's taken me that long to actually like make it a line and like actually get something from him. But um, what's the what's the farthest rail you ever been to? Was it that ooh, New Orleans uh, one you talked about, or so I've been to San Francisco. I've been to L.A. I've been to Chicago. Did you drive or fly I, out there? The furthest I've driven is NOLA. Uh, yeah. All the other ones I listed, I, I drove to. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I, I've gotten oh, yeah. a fly. I mean, I've flown in for rallies drive. on the East Coast, and yeah. I've driven to rallies on the East Coast. I have yet to make any West Coast stuff, which hopefully next year we can cha- remedy that. Um, so I always drive to Philly, and I always drive to New York because they're easy. And then... Mm-hmm. After that, it's pretty much flyaways. Uh, Nola is definitely the furthest I've driven. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I've I've been to the the corners, mm-hmm. been to Oregon, done uphill battles rally a couple years in a row, and uh, Wooly Bullies, and did San Francisco did the Creatures rally two yeah, years yeah. ago. Um. um what's the dumbest thing you've done in mopeds Ooh, uh at a moped rally or in mopeds just in general have fun with it you know since you know so i've done a lot of dumb things um so i think the thing i regret most is probably bringing i have this bike uh people call them monkey bikes i i don't even know if this it anyways do you know what a z50 honda z50 is yeah i have one of those that someone put an rm250 motor in oh jesus and uh i bought it off craigslist somebody was trying to commute to work on it and uh it needed a carb clean but he thought it was broken yeah so i got it for 200 dollars, which the motor's worth more than that yeah and uh it is just this like glorious contraption somebody like slapped together out of the trash in their yard and uh i bleed just about every time i ride it Anyways, I brought it to Philly, and I was oh, riding wow. it on the road. Oh, and uh, and uh, you know how there's like stop signs every ten feet. Yeah. Well, no, uh, but I've heard. I've never been to Philly. Oh uh, well, you should definitely fix that. You should definitely come to a Philly rally. Uh, Legion is like visiting them feels like family to me. I love those guys. They are you just know, absolutely the best. You're not the first person that says that. Like. Yeah, I have no other than I'm totally blanking on the name. I've had uh, 
Binks on my, on the podcast and like I get a super nice guy. I've always liked him. Um, but that's like He's my only boy. Legion experience. So like, I hope to get more of it. Uh, Brian's fantastic. Yeah. There's yeah. Legion's very big. And honestly, like, Oh, uh, Colin, Colin as well. I'm sorry. That's right. I forget. Cause you know, so here's the thing. Colin used to be upjet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's confusing to me because like, I keep forgetting he's in Legion now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he like used to run up jet. Mm-hmm. So it's confusing. You know, people like <laughs> hopping clubs and stuff, but yeah, yeah. He's Legion now. That's correct. Um, all those guys are just the best though. Like I, I can't say enough good things about them. They, they let me be my best self, which usually means shooting uh, my friends with potato guns. But um, nice. So, so back to the back to the Z50. Um, the bike is outrageous. It's it's very very loud, um, and you can't ride it in first gear. It'll just loop you. Okay. Uh, so I was riding it around, and uh, because I was stopping so much, and like you know, it's children's toy uh i completely glazed the brakes and like i was kind of like showing off a little bit and like i got it going kind of fast and then like i went to slow down i was like huh i don't have brakes and then i (laughs) t-boned a fucking car (laughs) uh like i blew a stop sign and just like my my tire hit the the fender right after the front tire so like it's like you know fender tire i hit the the section right before the door and i landed on the windshield oh jesus Uh, yeah i was gonna say that so i broke the windshield in a rental car and (laughs) the guy was trying to get the bike he's like give me the bike and i'll just leave and i was like absolutely not you can't have the bike Uh, (laughs) we ended up giving them four hundred dollars to leave and like i felt like shit man i broke a windshield my body yeah dude that doesn't feel good oh and i was not wearing a helmet Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky I, you didn't break your teeth, dude. Like, I'm lucky I didn't. So, you know what? Uh, here, here's the thing. Uh, I really think the only reason I didn't get more hurt and thinking back on it, I know exactly why. Uh, I have taken years and years of judo. And like the only thing you do, like every day you show up for judo, you do fall drills for out, like, like easily uh, like an hour when you show up. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, ingrained in me and i remember my wrist hurt the whole rest of that rally and it's because like you know without even thinking i broke my fall Mm -hmm. so like i didn't really get hurt like i hurt my wrist but like i you know it's just like it's and come thinking back like most of the crashes i've been in like i broke my fall with my arms or my hands and like Mm -hmm. you don't really get too fucked up if you do that but it's like it's all it's second nature for me now Mm-hmm. The only downside is, is when you, when you do that, you're supposed to do it with your hands shut because that's where the sliders are on most gloves. Yep. And uh, I learned open hands. So like I always fuck my gloves up if I fall too fast. Um, but dude, not- if, if that's the worst that happens, that's still a good thing. Yeah. But like, I wish, I wish I could like relearn it and like, you know, do it like that. So that way you could actually slide without, like, cause like the gloves will shred up pretty easily without the sliders. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yes, you're right. Uh, I've like crashed on the track a couple times, and like I don't even think I've ever hit my helmet on the ground because 
because I break my fall usually like just like second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got really lucky because I was not wearing any sort of protection and I, I killed a car with my fucking bike. Yeah. Well, you're not a small guy either. I mean, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, no, which made that bike even funnier with me riding it. Was it like a bear in the circus type of deal? Absolutely. Like, have you ever sat on a Z50? They're smaller than uh, the like small Tomoster bike. Oh wow! Like I've seen pictures. I I know what they are. I've seen pictures because I'm just a Honda boy. They they are tiny. Yeah, they're they're uh, rad as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I still have it. I'll never get rid of that bike. I just, I can't remember the last time I was like, actually, I haven't ridden it since I killed that car with it. <laughs> uh, it needs a front end. Um, you can get aftermarket disc brake front ends for it for $200. But like, I don't know. Part of me doesn't want it to be functional again. I'll just hurt myself more with it. You know? <laughs> That's funny. It's not a good it's not a good bike it's bad no you're a big guy who's trying to ride a children's toy well it's not so much that it's a children's toy it's that it has a full-size dirt bike motor in it that too um (laughs) that's that's the bigger issue it's like it literally has a 250 cc water-cooled dirt bike motor yeah that just it's with power valves dude it's stupidly dangerous and i fucking love it um yeah it's it's bad though uh i want to bring it on a rally i think that'd be funny yeah dude fucking a that's Actually, not I in that i brought that's that not Dirty don't bring it to I like an inner road. city like legion like bring it to like a bring it to arcadia or like somewhere you can get some that thing can kind of move arcadia is not where you bring that the cops <laughs> would fuck with you ah uh. Main cops are bored. They'll pull you over for that oh, shit. Oh, they're just a bunch of small town cops is what you're saying? They, you know, the, need something the to do? Ol- the only ticket I've ever gotten on a moped was actually in Maine. Ah, shit. I got sucks. an $80 ticket for not having a registered bike. Oof. That's not bad. Old re- yeah, it was just annoying because, like, the only reason I got pulled over is because the friend I was with was literally weaving back and forth as hard as he could on his stock <sighs> bike. And uh, someone called the cops and they just showed up and they were like, license the registration. And he gave him, he was riding like a Motron and he gave him a Pook registration. He was like, yeah, okay, you're legit. Like didn't even look at the sticker. And uh, I gave him an expired registration for the bike, proving that I didn't steal it. And he was like, here's your ticket. And uh, you know what sucked about that even more is in Massachusetts, the most you can get... uh, the highest amount dollar amount for a ticketable offense on a moped is $25. And I showed him that and he was like, well, you're in Maine too bad. Oh, I was like, kind of hoping he'd be like, uh, and it's like, no, that's not how it works. But, but is that a state where you have to have insurance on the bike? No, no, yeah. it needs a plate though. Okay. Like Minnesota, like I got popped without insurance and that was a $350 fine. Damn, that's like a whole other moped. Yeah, well, dude, also, I got really lucky because they can take your license for up to six months because they treat it like you're driving a car without insurance. That's bullshit, man. Dude, it's yeah. funny to me. It's funny to me that, like, that's the situation you're in. And then you go to Connecticut, and it's like, literally, if it's a moped, you can just ride it legally. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I got nothing, dude. Um, 
when I I go through this thing and I ask people this sometimes, sometimes they don't know, I'll ask you this. Um, I call it touching the sky. Like, you know, when you're, you talk about the, the tune is right in the bike and you're just rolling, you can be in a pack, you don't have to be in a pack, but like everything is just fucking right in the world and you're just fucking happy. The ultimate uh-huh. smile ride. Do you remember like the first time you really got that on a moped? Uh, it was probably the first time I rode that kid in Pook. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Probably. No, it, it, it might have been that Moby. Like the first time I really rode that thing around. Because that thing was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I definitely have more stupid things I've done at moped rallies if you're looking for more of that. Oh, we can go more stupid things. Yeah. So um, let me think. Uh, I've definitely gotten a reputation. I've been accused of being the drunkest person at rallies where I don't I don't drink. Yeah, I was so, gonna say you don't drink. <laughs> um, and, I do uh, love your uh, party trick you got going with. Uh... Man, yeah, those were bad. I've definitely done way. I don't know. I don't know if the fire wasn't hot enough. There was like a variable off of that because usually those get like 10, 20 feet tall. Dude, I was impressed. Like, you. I mean, uh, even though he. It's one of those deals you talked it maybe you talked it up too much, but I still thought I was rad as hell. Like I'm like, yeah, fuck. Uh to to be perfectly honest, that was probably the worst one I've ever done. It's fucking Richmond, dude. What can you say? Must have been that weird low pressure or something. I don't know. I think I think it was just not hot enough. I think it was boil because it took a long time to boil, and I think it was affecting like the whole thing. Explain to everybody. I, we both know what you're talking about, but explain to everybody what you kind of do at a campfire with gasoline and a bottle, and a forty. So, so uh, the party trick we're talking about is uh, where you really want me to tell everyone how I do that. I don't know if I should be. That's not probably not a good idea. It's probably not legal either. So we'll we'll keep that a hush hush and a shh. So, um, <laughs> so I can explain it, but maybe not give the specifics. Maybe like, I don't know, dude. Like, know. it's the moped community that listens to this, so whatever. Yeah, I just don't want anyone <laughs> to get hurt. Yeah, that's probably it's probably a good call there. Um, now I'm just trying to ease into a sec into something else to talk about. Um, well, that's not the dumbest thing I've done at a moped rally. What's the dumbest thing you've done at a moped rally? Other than bring a moped to a rally. Uh, so there was when I killed the car with the dirt bike thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that was probably um, Legion started. So so here. So the first Legion rally me and Mars went to, uh, we woke up early Saturday morning and I was like, let's build potato guns. Okay. <laughs> so we went, we went to Home Depot and we bought everything. And we built potato guns, and then we spent the entire Saturday night shooting Legion's garage with hot dogs. Nice. Uh, now, what do you use for your combustible? Do you use hairspray or? Hairspray, yeah. 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 So oh, dude, I trust we... me. I fucking high school, like, I almost yeah. got knocked out by one by a fucking potato. It was great. So, So we've done a bunch of that, which is great. But I think the dumbest thing was probably uh we, they started having us come up on stage and like do something stupid before the raffle mm. every year it's like become a tradition um so the first year we shot a dildo out of the potato gun and it almost <laughs> broke their door uh like we shot it over the audience and like we're really lucky it didn't ricochet and like hurt someone 
Yeah. But uh, so we shot it inside their garage, and it, it fucked their garage door up a little bit, like it broke a piece off of it. That's beautiful. Um, and then the year after, I shot Mars in the chest with a hot dog. Uh, <laughs> he was like dead set on it, and we actually did some testing, and I made him wear a cardboard <laughs> under his t-shirt. Was it a frozen uh, hot dog or a cooked hot dog? I mean, I want to know the specifics. It was a raw of hot dog. Raw, a raw hot okay. dog. Was it so, was it low so, grade or was it high grade? Like, oh, I it mean, was the shittiest. It was literally the shittiest hot dogs we could buy. Okay, so like it's soft. Good, way, 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 good hot dogs. Exactly, but I don't know. Like you know, sometimes people. Oh just... no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, no, we bought hot dogs to shoot out of the potato gun, <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, that's been the thing. And there's still stains on Legion's garage from when we were shooting hot dogs at his garage. And it's so that's... funny watching the prospects have to clean it all up. It's like. <laughs> It's like tradition, you know, yeah. like they actually told me that they were thinking about making a potato gun and like, like during the rally planning stage. And they were like, Fred's going to bring one. We literally don't even need to bother. <laughs> um, so, so we did that the first year, the second year we shot Mars in the chest with a potato gun on stage just before the raffle. And then I, so I don't remember the rest of them, but I know one year we tried to waterboard Rigsby on stage. Uh, That's well, not a good um, thing. They've already tried to drown people at fucking Legion rallies already. Yeah, uh, it wasn't that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was really funny. Uh, like Adam had been doing this bit where he'd talk about uh, recreational waterboarding a lot. And I was like, I was like, let's let's waterboard you on stage like really fucking freak people out and um we had we had jake spangle go up and just give a speech about how important hydration was is <laughs> well well we're just waterboarding rigsby and i i didn't know that he needed to be upside down so we just like had his shirt over his face and we were like literally just pouring water on him but it like there's some really funny pictures because it looks really grim it looks like we're torturing him on stage <laughs> um i wish i'd done some research i didn't know how to waterboard someone i wish i'd actually done it though because like it would have been don't so do research on that that's how you get in like the fbi's watch list dude that's fair i haven't <laughs> considered that maybe it's a good thing i didn't google it yeah yeah well I'm not... anyways, anyways anyways yeah this is the thing we tried to do that was the whole bit was we were like we wanted to like if you want to get know, some real stairs, go to the public library and look up how to waterboard. Like, it, it won't. <laughs> I mean, there's cameras. They'll still find you. It's the, it's the fucking future, man. It's true. I, I my, fucking phone's, gotta, my I, phone's listening to me right now. It knows yeah. I'm talking about waterboarding. I'm already on a list. <laughs> I was going to say you should drive out to Toledo and find Andy's library from the zeros and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll dress up as him and go there and do that. <laughs> Get him on a watch list instead. <laughs> well, like, I'm sure he is. He's harmless. No, oh, he's, Andy, he's, I, he's like my top five favorite people. Like he's fucking. He's a great. good boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they did they did bakers with us too. That was mm -hmm. that was fun. Um. Uh. I just got done with a camping trip with those guys, but unfortunately I came home with a cold after that. No, it wasn't Rona. Like I was me and some of the KM, Kalamazoo people fucking, we all got colds. Wait, uh, 
did you mean to say Kalamazoo or did you say Kalamazoo? Kalamazoo. How do you say what? I'm Midwest, dude. So I'll just throw words together and see if they work. Yeah, but it'd be really funny if you were calling people from Kalamazoo Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo? Kalamazoo? Potato? Kale, potato. Like, it's it's like Kale. A, yeah, it's not like a health food. Yeah, which is good. Let's start calling them Kalamazoo. Fuck it. Yeah. Kalamazooers or something. I don't know. I love yeah. I love coming up with like like um like before I knew the Dirty Thirty Boys really well. I was calling mm-hmm. them the Connecticut's because they're from <laughs> Connecticut. Uh, you probably don't know who they are either because they don't really travel much anymore. But they're they're like some of my favorite moped people, uh, John Dibble and all them. Yeah, these uh, deep cut gangs that like I don't know much about, but like I'm hearing the more I'm getting to get out, I'm hearing more about them, and I dig it, dude. Like I love finding this yeah. whole subsect so, of mopeds i have no clue about so like uh so so john dibble like the head of the dirty 30s he's like <laughs> the the mastermind behind it he lives in connecticut and he's one of those people where like if i text him and i'm like hey i'm coming through your neighborhood he's like you're, you're coming for dinner my wife's cooking dinner <laughs> and like uh we'll stop in and just like play with their dogs for an hour or two and they'll 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 be like eat more food like they're (laughs) like they're the most generous hosts like i just i love them already but like man is it it is really nice to come back from like a rally or something and just be passing through and have them just like literally force hospitality on you it's like i just they are just absolutely wonderful people dude that Um, sounds great shit that was like every farm kid's mom like you'd stop over at the house like she's cooking for you a three-course meal like yeah i love that shit yeah because you ain't getting that at my house you'll get a bed maybe and like a nice basement but like other i ain't feeding you i'm sorry i'm lazy yeah dibble's wife kylie can cook too man she really has her shit together they got eggs too so like we always have like tons of omelets in the morning if we stay over and shit that's a beautiful thing dude the last time we were there, we do this thing called like uh like like moped Christmas where we do mm-hmm. like a, a swap meet. And uh he used to host that before he had a kid. Uh probably doesn't want us doing mushrooms in his basement while there's a baby there. So like I get it, but dude, the baby will fucking chill. It'll be okay. Just yeah. We gotta give it we gotta give her like a year or two to like mature and like not be impressionable and like I don't know just like figure it out a little bit and then maybe we can start doing it again but like i don't know he's he's a wild one too it must be i don't know he's a good boy but uh he's a good boy he is he's one of the best one of my favorite people um and it's not just because he feeds me whenever i pass through he's also just like dude it's really easy to become a favorite person mine feed me and you'll probably be it all right that's fair it definitely helps yeah every time but uh just i don't know key to my heart is through my stomach i tell that to people all the time he gave me a snowblower that i still use to drill like do my yard uh, yard like mine blew up and he i was like do you got parts for this and he was like just come get this snowblower and uh i had to fix it but like man it's gonna it's like one of those tracked ones and Mm -hmm. it, it just it's like a 10 horsepower craftsman with like the tracks and that thing will just chug through snow that thing is just glorious 
dude not to totally sidetrack but that reminds me because minnesota snow and whatnot i have such a fucking oh. great neighborhood that i can't i can't do my own driveway like i'll either wake up and it's done and my sidewalk what the fuck? or i'll like go to work and it'll be snowing and it'll be done like i have the greatest neighborhood ever like and i think it's a big rib on me because i think the neighbors are afraid i might not do it but i do it every year but like yeah ever since my accident my driveway is always done by like one of three neighbors that uh you're very lucky i yeah. have to clean my yard and it sucks yeah i hate i i still mow my lawn and like weed whip and all that and i fucking hate it but like yeah when it comes to snow removal i have the greatest neighborhood in the world damn i don't have a neighborhood i live on a main road yeah so like there's no hanging out on the road because people are driving down at like 45 miles an hour yeah yeah so no, but it's he... kind of nice because it's like a straightaway. It's at night you can test mopeds on it, but like, oh, dude, you're not. Neighbors... You're not gonna talk to your neighbor, yeah. <laughs> dude. I've n- I know they don't like it per se, but like I've never had one neighbor complain about me running bikes up until like, and I'm not a total asshole, like, but I'm running bikes up until about 10 p.m. Oh no, I run them at like 1 a.m. <laughs> That's a beautiful I will, thing. Uh, I will do. There's like like a circuit I do uh like when I so like I live on a main road but there's also a road that intersects and if you take that down that hill it's just like a loop neighborhood and there's like hills it's like really good for testing bikes to see if they're running right mm-hmm. and uh I'll do that test run as late as I just I don't care uh, it is what it is you know yeah uh some people definitely know where i live but like no one's ever like cared enough to say anything yeah um a lot of people are still afraid of the property because we had a huge german shepherd that used to be on a run and all he liked to do is bark at people he was yeah he was like a teddy bear but like all people saw was this huge german shepherd barking at him and they're like noted never going in that yard (laughs) so uh you know they probably don't remember it now because it's been fucking 15, 20 years since we had a dog like that. But yeah, for a while, people were like, isn't this the yard with a German shepherd? And they would just like not come in the yard. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, so what made you and Mars decide to come to Richmond where we met this year? Uh, I just wanted to go on an adventure. And uh, so Mars, Mars has a very unique a job right now where basically as long as he has an inter- internet connection he can do his job mm-hmm. so like he's always pretty much down to like just go somewhere and i had the time off because they were shutting down i work on fire trucks mm-hmm. and you can't get anything in for service work or anything they don't give their trucks up around fourth of july because of you know worrying about everything yeah. burning down from fireworks it's like it's the busy season they're yeah. not going to give you anything to work on uh so we're just we just shut down there's just no reason of being open yeah so i i had a span of like five or six days where i just had off and i think i took like one extra day off beforehand mm-hmm. um and basically i was like mars let's go visit a bunch of moped people because like 
I have friends in New York City I haven't seen in a year and a half. Cause like, yeah. so the thing is just before COVID I actually got hip surgery. Okay. So I was, I was bedridden uh, from like November, like of 2019 till like the, like a week or two before like the lockdown happened. Oh so shit. I've been, I've been fucking stir crazy. Yeah. And like, you know, it's a little better now. Like we can do stuff, but like, I basically what happened was like, I got strong enough to walk and then they're like, you can't leave your house. Oh yeah. So, so that's kind of how this whole thing played out for me. Like I wasn't working and all I could do is play video games and like, you know, that was last year or whatever, but like, you know, we're vaccinated and it mm-hmm. felt like we could go travel a little bit. So I was like, Mars, I've got seven days off. You want to just go go to the baker's finish line and he was like yeah and uh oh also we had this uh plan did we tell you what the prank were me and me and mars like pranks okay Uh, you guys are a couple jokesters i can see it yeah um did did we tell you what we were trying to do i think you were about to and then no i did not hear any details of the prank so the scheme the scheme we had was we wanted to park a little ways away from the finish line and ride in next to first place so there'd be a bunch of confusion about who won. <laughs> that, that was all we wanted to do. We wanted to just make it really confusing and like have first place be like, who the fuck are you guys? Like, you know what I mean? No, but the problem is you guys weren't on Glimpse. And like if Glimpse wasn't a thing. Oh no, we have Glimpse. We have Glimpse from last like the last race. Okay. So, like, we were gonna we were gonna turn it on and just like <laughs> ride in and be like, we're here, we got first place. Like like right in just in front and like you know just like not be like oh no we really won but like just like you know make it confusing for a second like where the fuck have you been this whole time like (laughs) you know and um that stupid fucking wheel bearing uh thing you know how you were trying to change a wheel bearing during um the podcast yeah which was awesome yeah (laughs) i felt really bad that whole thing is basically me just being like, Marsh, you're making too much noise. There's a podcast. And him being like, oh, yeah. And then he just start beating on it again. Dude, did you did you ever listen back to that podcast? I honestly don't have time for podcasts. I don't really do it. I like podcasts uh, at work, especially because I don't necessarily need to pay attention to the whole thing. And it's just I quite. I just can't do it. Yeah, uh, it's not for everybody, but like it's well, hilarious, no, no, just dude. Like, for for what I do at work, I can't really wear headphones because like uh, I don't think it's safe because okay. like there's a lot going on in my environment and like yep. I'll wear earplugs and I'll play yeah. music, but like unless I'm wearing headphones, I wouldn't be able to do a podcast and like it's not I don't like to wear headphones when I'm doing what I'm doing because like you know hey, dude. Uh, it uh, I don't roll. think it's I don't think it's smart to work in a shop like that with headphones. I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. I just uh, I just pop one earbud in. I'm usually doing oh, that's welding fair. or machining or something like that. But no, dude, it's freaking hilarious. Just every once in a while, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell we're trying to be quiet, but we're like also not being very quiet. Yeah, you can hear my bike blowing up. Like I can tell at what point I start my bike up and destroy it in the driveway. And yeah, it's great. It's fucking. It makes me so happy. Um, but yeah, that was. Di- What's your the end result of that? Where, did you guys get the wheel bearing changed somewhere, or what happened? We gave up. 
we gave up, we drove it home, and then Mars had it done by a local shop that wasn't going to charge him $1,000 to do it. Yeah. He, it, I think uh, wheel bearing included was like 250 and the shop was not be willing to guarantee it done in a day, and they were insisting on charging us like $600, and it was like... Ouch. It was one of those things where, like, literally, if we had a bigger compressor and like an air chisel, we're not. I don't know. We had the stuff. I just, um, oh, we were trying to do the lower ball joint too, and mm. like, it just like wouldn't come out. I don't know. I also didn't. Nobody. I called a couple of my friends who are mechanics, and they apparently newer wheel bearings get tighter when they go bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. So when we checked it, we're like, yeah, it feels fine. Like, why would you change it? And it, it was definitely just needed done. But like, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it didn't fall off. So it doesn't matter. I kind of yeah. wish we just left it alone. But Mars was getting worried. So we like tried to deal with it. And it ended up just being an effort and futility. But uh, yeah, whatever. No, dude, it was Worked hilarious. Out. I fucking thought it was rad. Um. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, whatever, dude. So you guys got to Richmond. We, I got to meet you guys, which was rad because, like, I never had actually met anybody from LSLB. Um, what was the rest of that trip like for you? Uh, complicated. Um, <laughs> so it started out really good. Like, we stayed in New York City, uh, and I went to the new New York Mopeds location. Mm -hmm. Uh, which my friend JP and Duve run and they're just abs I, I don't know who else is in charge of that place I don't want to like not give credit but like I know they're at the forefront of that there's other people but I'm not gonna like list everyone uh, yeah. but anyways uh, I know they're heavily involved in that it was cool to go down there and I like bought some stuff I even like posted in the like the the chat for like uh, the garage that I help at in New York or in Boston I was like does anyone need anything and uh, it was kind of cool because, like, I ended up spending, like, an extra 100 bucks in parts that they needed. So, like, I was able to give New York business and then get stuff to my friends who needed shit so they didn't have to wait for treats. Mm -hmm. Or, actually, I don't even think they they needed a, a QT50 airbox, and they happened to have one, and they just, like, didn't <laughs> want it. So, uh, instead of having yeah. to pay, like... Instead of paying, like, 50 bucks for it, I got it for them for, like, $15. They were like, wait, really? Really? like they were trying to use like an aftermarket one and just be able to put the stock one back on and be done with it so that was great and then like um we stopped in uh new jersey at my friend kara's place uh she's from worcester and uh is uh living with uh honest bob from legion okay uh they they have uh some really nice dogs and a cat and uh a pool <laughs> and uh yeah, that was the day I found out my uncle died, so that was weird. That's a um, bummer, dude, and I'm still sorry for that. Like, I could, yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a, it was really hard because I, like, didn't know if I should go home or not, and, like, I don't know. Uncle Bear was always, like, doing adventures, so, like, mm -hmm. I feel like he would have wanted me to continue, but it was also, like, pretty hard to, like, enjoy yourself, like, still, like, processing all that, so it's, mm -hmm. like, it was bittersweet. It was really nice to see everyone. I had fun, but like, I don't know. Complicated uh, timing. Yeah, dude. Um, I, 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 like you said, you said something to me there and like, yeah, I could tell that was weighing on you. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I'll say. Does it do? Yeah. Um, I did. I want to thank you guys for selling me that Hobbit cases, though. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got those from New York City. Also, uh, we passed on the deal. I don't. Even, Mars bought those. I think he sold them to you for the price that we got from New York. So yeah, <laughs> they, they weren't care, good but... enough for the purpose I told you, but I'm gonna end up using them. So like, yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah, I I think they're actually gonna go on my Baker's bike. Is what they're gonna end up on. Um, cool. So. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, what other moped plans you got for the year as we kind of both are stretching our arms and kind of getting tired and possibly wrapping this year up? So there's the races. I haven't really talked about that at all. Uh, yeah. I unfortunately can't make the next races because they're in two weeks, and uh, it's actually on my uncle's birthday, and there's going to be, like, a get-together. Uh, so, how about, so that's um, not happening. How about Moped GP Midwest? Are you going to try to get to Iowa? I can't do that. That's ah. just not in. That's not even. What's I? What is that drive like? Twelve hours? Maybe ten for Boston. Maybe, yeah, that's. I can't see myself doing that right now. Um, I would. I would need at least one or two other people that would want to do that, and. Uh, I mean, I haven't even been working on my bike because I knew I wasn't going to race. So, like, you have till September. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Honestly, (laughs) the the things I want to do with the rest of my vacation time are not that. Ah, it happens. I have, I have, uh, my birthday's in two weeks, and I always do this camping ride. Uh, hopefully my motorcycle's fine now. I'd really like to take that. Yeah. Um, but I usually go and camp in the White Mountains, and I really want to camp at uh, Greylock before the season closes out. And I'd like to do like a couple days. That's like a three-hour ride to get out there. Right on. So I'm probably going to kill the rest of my vacation time with that, um, which makes just it's, – it's just too many things all at once. Plus, I think – the week after or the week before Midwest, there's another Moped GP East race. Okay. So it would be back to back a five hour drive and then a 10 hour drive. It's just, it's a lot, man. Like I need to oh, yeah. press. I can't do that back to back. Oh no, dude. I totally get it. And now just, you know, pressing a little bit to see, cause like, I'm not going to like, I'm probably never going to do Moped GP racing, but like, I've had a few people like, Oh, are you coming Jim or are you coming Jim? And I might end up down in Del Mar, Iowa. Like you should, you should go and you should see it. Cause it's great. And uh, honestly, the most fun I've had at the racetrack was helping other people with their mm-hmm. bikes. Well, like, I flew out, I flew out for the, the moped GP West mm-hmm. uh, to support Justin when he was racing and uh, Victor was there too and he won variated nice. uh, actually that was kind of a sick year because uh both both the people that flew out all three people that were racing and flew out uh bikes all placed like very victor got first place in in variated uh justin got first place in in uh singles like in uh like poop class or whatever yep. the hell it is and then 
second place was um like Voltron Voltran what the hell's his name uh I can't remember his name right now but he <laughs> he was from Massachusetts also so like everybody who was racing like placed and it's kind of like they were definitely like a little pissed it's kind of cool but uh yeah, yeah uh you know just like show up and wipe wipe the place kind of how like <laughs> Shane did when he showed up on all those mobies and just like bashed us <laughs> i think they all place i mean good on them though they're gonna drive that far at least i'm riding good yeah yeah um i need to build a new pipe for my bike oh actually okay so here's a good story for you the uh so moped gp west i flew out just to be pit crew and like have fun yeah. you know be in the desert i've never been in california desert before that sounds cool so i go and uh, i ended up spending the whole weekend just going from booth to booth being like what's up with your bike and i just like helping people mm -hmm. i'm not like big on karma but i've never won a fucking raffle bike and uh i won uh a jesse stevenson's like prototype hobbit oh, okay uh, with like the wacky you know the setup he does yeah yeah he's actually that. gonna be a moped gp midwest he is yes yeah. uh it'd be funny to race him on the last motor that he built uh <laughs> But I don't think I want to make it to that. Anyways, uh, I won one of his prototypes of that setup he's doing with like the motorbike crank and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's my race bike. I just use that. And I actually built a purpose-built race frame with like race geometry for that this year. But uh, the next step is, is I'm trying to do the math out to like build a proper pipe for it. Because it was one of those things where like the bike was fast and I never really like examined it. But like, mars brought up a very good point that the header is like probably six inches longer than it needs to be so my power band is just like way too low and i'm mm -hmm. it's really costing me a lot of top end so like i i'm like trying to calculate it out and like get the power band where it's more usable i have to like i'm i'm either have to modify that pipe or move it but it's just the header's way too long right now mm. um and I don't really see a point in racing that bike in its current setup because, like, it really doesn't pop out the way it should. Hmm. Like, it will on a long, long straightaway, but, like, on the track, it doesn't hit the, the, the top speeds I need to, like, stay competitive on the straightaway. Like, it'll beat other bikes, but, like, I'm not going to be able to compete against, like, the Shane bikes and stuff, mm -hmm. like, where, like, their shit's all figured out. I've got like a major variable I need to change and then like retune everything around that. And like, uh, you know, I, I didn't even get the, I wasn't even done. So, so what I meant to say before is I won that bike, but like, I'm not a huge, like karma person, but like yeah. I spent that whole weekend giving and it was like pretty cool. Like win this bike with like tons of expensive parts on it. And then like, just happen to have Victor, trailering his bike back to new york city so i could just get it from him yeah dude that's rad uh so like i have i have this bike that came that, that came from portland oregon to, <laughs> to, to grange in southern california and then all the way across the u.s to new york city where it came to me it, it's like it's literally traveled more than i have like it's it's traveled more of the u.s uh, like on the ground than i have yeah, yeah uh <laughs> so um 
so I won that and I I've been slowly like building parts for it to make it more mine like um I broke the uh the like you know the like special conversion that Jesse Stevenson built uh it's like it's a rear clutch setup it's uh it's for it's uh whatchamacallit it's 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 running a scooter clutch which is rear clutch uh the output shaft broke i uh i took it out on a wet day and it did a burnout and like when it finally hooked up it just like destroyed the shaft yeah it like it snapped it uh so i ended up machining my own version of that and uh came out perfect Mm-hmm. And I have all the notes. I could make more, but like it's a lot of work. But like, I'm really proud of that. It came out nice. Um, but uh, it was pretty cool. Like, completely push my machining skills to like the edge because like, you know, I had to get all the depths and everything just right to make that all like interlock properly the way I wanted. And like, I ended up getting it so like when I finally assembled it, it was like exactly in line and like, I didn't have to do anything weird. Uh, but yeah, I've been slowly like kind of working my way towards doing my own take on what Jesse Stevenson did. Obviously it's his design. I didn't like cook up the, the theory, but mm-hmm. like I'm slowly making it my own version of it, which is kind of cool. Well, if you look back at a lot of a lot of stuff, like it's all built upon something else. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, Absolutely. Jesse took the scooter idea, scooter clutch idea, and made it his own. And you're making Jesse's idea, making it your own. I mean, it's all fucking rad. I mean, I love to see. I'm not inventive like that. I have ideas, but like to actually put metal and do it, yeah, dude, fucking rock and roll. That's awesome shit. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I love that shit. Like building parts you can't buy. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know how they have those Hobbit heads for sale that are like poop, just like spaced out. Yep. Uh, I did that before treats sold them. Like, I nice. just did that all on my own, and then I was like, oh look, they're doing the same thing. It was like, I don't know. I I didn't like. I posted it on the internet, but I didn't like be like, hey, look what I did. You know what I mean? I didn't like advertise it yep. so like i don't know if someone else came up with the same idea after me or what or people were already doing it and they were just like weren't talking about it but like i did that all that was like um i had an extra metro 80 head and uh those are the same exact uh piston dome size as a uh uh a dr kit it's 64 mm-hmm. millimeters or 40, 46 millimeters, I believe. Yeah, 46. Yeah. So, uh, like, the head's already cut to like a mm-hmm. pretty good squish. So, like, you just widen the holes and you counterbore it so, like, you can get a socket on there and it's done. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, that's all uh, I run for hobbits. I mean, and then, like, the thing that got me on those at first was I was running the wrong plug. Like I'll still run the HS plug and not the ES plug. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I know it's weird how like they'll pick up on the stuff. Like I know somebody who, who does the water cooled head, like he just kind of read about it in a book from the sixties and he kind of made it his own. And like they noticed it on his Instagram page and like, that's how the water cooled head for hobbits came around that hybrid deal. Um, Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting how 
things just get picked up in the moped world. Uh, but yeah, Fred, I think we're going to wrap up because I'm getting hungry as all hell and I work today and I'm tired and I definitely, you're one of the people I definitely want to have on again someday. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I know I asked you a long time ago to come on and thank you for responding. Um, thank you for being my first Boston LSLB guy. Um, is there anything you want to shout out before we wrap up an Instagram page or club Instagram page or Facebook or anything like that? Ooh, uh, LSLB has an Instagram. I don't know if anyone's running it currently. Uh, we were supposed to like give the, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. And I don't actually know the tag off the top of my head. I think it's like, uh, I'd have to look. I'm not sure. It's if you look up LSLB, you can find it. But like, I don't know. We're out yeah. there. <laughs> LSLB hashtag has a bunch of my shit on it. You'll find me. Yeah. yeah. All right, Fred. Uh, thanks very much. I tell this to a lot of the guests, and I truly mean this. If you ever find yourself wanting to get out to the Midwest, aka Minnesota, um, you always have a place to stay at my place, um, whether it's rally time or not, dude. Um, yeah. Where? Thanks. Where? is that where is minnesota (laughs) (laughs) you you know Uh, canada we're just below it (laughs) yeah well i've been so i've been to detroit and i've been to uh we're on the other side of the great lakes oh okay all right we're not wisconsin I uh, i don't know that area that well i'm gonna be honest i uh i find myself wanting to fly to california if i'm gonna fly out yeah (laughs) because <laughs> like it's beautiful there dude minnesota's pretty rad especially st paul I, I still think it's one of the better it's still one of my favorite places to ride mopeds you know we got smooth roads we got out we got all the topography yeah. you can think of um you guys gonna do who's who does rallies out that way you're gonna be a rally casserolers i don't know what their deal is like i, oh, I man. just Dude, I I've made friends with some of them. I don't remember their names, but they were like, "I want you to come to my rally," and I just never did it. It was just like, you know, there's too many. There's too many rallies. Can't yeah, go yeah. to them all. Well, uh, fly out, dude. I'll throw you on a dirty before. Hobbit. We'll go. We'll have some fun. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, if anything, I'd probably ride my motorcycle out. I'm trying to do more traveling on on bikes. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe I, I can get- do that. All right. Thanks a lot, Fred, for coming on. And don't forget, mopeds are dumb.